Coin and Dragons, Player Characters. Episode 3, Season 1 Commentary. is as good at any yeah. as any to uh, jump into oh my our God, we're recording that. Yeah. No, I'll I'll edit that in post. Um, I'll take that out in post. Uh, you say that every you time. You say that every do. time. No. So get ready Lazy for as fuck. Get a lot of hate mail. But wow, that Oh, you mean from the Republicans that support Who's us? Who's spiking? I guess that... Is it me? Who's always spiking? Is it me? I think that's charity. Jesus. Dude, I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't. You crush the wavelengths. I ride them. you don't. You don't crush them. You let them free. So we're here. Oh. We're all together finally oh. again. And we're here. And we're. I'm going to put this segment in the player characters sort of volume. But this is yeah. going to be our... Uh, when I met with Tim and Charity a while ago, we were talking about... Well, reminiscing about the other show, Awakening and... It spiraled into a, uh, maybe we should get the band together and talk about our... Boys are back in town. Uh, yeah, talk about Thin Lizzy. Yes. Um, talk about uh, uh, Minotaurs. All, all the Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> all the Fleetwood Mac. String fancy, noble fancy music for dancing. <laughs> yep. We're going to cover all those great hits in a <laughs> uh, sort of like a director's commentary sort of thing. And um, I'm fine. Are you fine? Yeah, I just gotta take my earrings out. Yeah. So I just want to quick go around the room and I want everyone to <laughs> remind the folks listening at home who their characters were and uh, a little bit about said characters. So, uh, Tim, can you yeah. like kind of talk about your guy? Yes, I can. Or so, they, I shouldn't presume. Sure. Um, it is uh, identified male. So my character was Harbeck Thunderfist, uh, Harbeck dwarf cleric. Um, I had a couple different. Uh, Dominions over the course of the show. Yeah. Um, what did you start out as? I started out as a life life cleric, domain. Life domain. Yep. And then moved to uh, Tempest. So, and what was your main weapon that you used during the show? Uh, it Whip. was. Yeah, I for a while had a hammer and a hand axe. Uh, yeah, and some healing magic. Yeah. And then a lot of really epic missiles from like Hail Marys and from then across that the field goal yeah, line yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, that laser one the yes. f- or that beam, the holy beam or the. Yes, yes. Those yes. It's, not, fucking it's not Sacred Flame. It was. Sa- uh, yeah, Sacred was Flame was Sacred my Flame? main offensive yeah, magic. That was your cantrip, right? Where you fucking, you fucked up that guy on the horse. Guiding yeah, Guiding yeah. Yeah. He was riding away and you blasted yeah. his head off. Good time. Blasted his ass. Oh, so good. Yes. It was a total ass blast. So Tim is here. Uh, we've got Charity, who what's is up? complaining about the free alcohol. Charity, I what's know, up? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I'm okay. sorry. It's... Don't get wasted, y'all. <laughs> I love it. I love your energy. Turn down for what, I ask of you. It's 1235. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're drinking scotch here, and by the way. Scotch? This is scotch a uh, Lefroig. Lefroig? Lefroig. L-A-P-H-R-O-A-I-G. <laughs> My guess is it's one of those ones that it's made off the aisles of, in the islands peaty. up there. The peat. It tastes. You're right. Types. It's literally. It's called the Isle of Islay. Yeah, is what it says it. on the bottle. That's it. It tastes the way that Jimmy John's smells. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, okay. Hold so on. once again, uh, that label is, <laughs> and we are very. Un- I'm sorry. We'll apologize now. I didn't say it was bad, but it's bad. <laughs> it's okay. it's actually mean, quite good. 
I was debating, I'm not a big scotch gal. I was debating bringing tequila for you, but I'd already spent the money on scotch. So the next one of these we'll do, it'll be tequila. All right. <laughs> then we'll get really we'll fucked up. We'll get really fucked up. Pass out in Jason's backyard. Nice. <laughs> Just watch out for dog shit. <laughs> nice. Okay, so sorry, Charity. All right, what's up? Uh, who are you and what are you doing? <laughs> who is your character? Why are you in my house? <laughs> <laughs> Who you is your character? Invited. Who is your character? My character's name was Ornella Sambridge. I was a human fighter. Was am mm-hmm. am, and uh, my weapon of choice was a great axe. Ornella's got a great axe. You got uh, a great axe, <laughs> and you got your head right up in it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a lady. Uh, because my family was royal, kind of, sort of. Royally Real, fucked Royally up. fucked up. And uh, she's great. Cool. Um, great. Thanks. <laughs> Jason? Yeah. Jason. Uh, so uh, you, you're, uh, you were a... Um, what's a... You were like... You basically came in and replaced when Sid Barrett left. Sid Barrett? Yeah. The guy from the... From Pink Floyd? Yeah, you were after Sid. Like, who was the guy that came into Pink Floyd after Sid Barrett? Da- well, David no, Gilmore? No, David Gilmore was there. Oh, oh they just... They didn't replace him. They didn't... Uh, oh, okay. Well, D- that was Gilmore, a dumb analogy. Gilmore and Roger Waters <laughs> took over doing vocals and stuff, and I don't know. Fuck that guy. Sid Barrett was crazy, man. Yeah, he was... And he was really... He, he, You're like when Ringo came onto the Beatles and replaced yeah. the best. Yes. Or when Peter Chris came in to Kiss, right? Paul, you just, I would recommend that you stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so tell, tell me about yourself. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, I am a hard worker who can <laughs> multitask, and um, multitasking is not a thing. Do You're not a hardworking your team player? Yes. Um, so I played, I played, I played Orzok. Orzok was a half-orc barbarian, or a... As we later found out, a Barabundi barbarian. Um, he, his favorite weapon of choice was a great uh, two-handed sword. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Bone any, sword. but anything larger, you know, it had to be relatively large for him to wield it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm picking um, up what you're laying down. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he liked long walks on the beach and wading through hip deep in blood. So fuck yeah. yeah. Um, God, Jason's intro was way cooler no. than ours. I mean, Speak it's just yourself. because Jason is a, much cooler than us. I, had a, I know. I had a few rounds to find out what to avoid. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I'm your DM. I'm Paul, and uh, I played a bunch of different characters. You did. Most notably, Varen Toyd, the Queen, Davery, Gary the Minotaur, um, my dad. Charity's dad. Um, my dad. <laughs> okay, we get it. Um, those are like the my big dad. ones, right? The important right. ones. Kalo, uh, mm-hmm. basically the NPCs. I was the DM, so I did yeah. all that fun stuff. Um, so I think without further ado, we're going to... Uh, Favro. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the Fav- salty boo. Favro, the perverted <laughs> boat driver. Oh, man. Anyway, I think <laughs> we're going to... We're going to cut it over to our intro, and then we're going to dive into our little talkback sesh. Yay. Uh. <laughs> Aww. Right? Aww. <laughs> 
Wait, so <laughs> this is the break? Yep. Sweet. It's so good. part of the people that helped me get here. You hear your father come, he says, there they are, there, the ones that tried killing the prince. And you would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for these meddling guild members. I reach out and touch the dragon face. You sit and like something sticks you right in the butt. Aaron <laughs> Toyed. Why that's me. So, you found yourself in a bit of a pickle. With my chin up and my throat exposed, I wait for the owl man. Like, as I, I remove his head. This is a very good party. Uh, folks, uh, the queen throws a mighty fine banger. You recognize the claw of a crab preacher. I'm going to rip my green shirt off. Let's get the fuck out of this hole. <laughs> All right. God, I hate the sound of my own voice. Oh, I hate it so much. Oh, it's fine. So yeah, that was um, we had a, we hired a guy to do a uh, intro for us. Who's the guy? Uh, his uh, his name is Garrett, and he's involved in a couple projects. Do a quick shout out to Garrett, really quick. So, uh, quick, real quick. If you play D and D and want a really epic song to. Yeah. I really think music kind of sets a tone and you can do a lot as a DM and take a lot of the burden away from doing table setting when you're trying to get your players to feel a vibe or yeah. really portray a mood and yeah. music is, is great for that. So I would shout out Bardic Inspiration is Hell his yeah. Instagram handle and nope. you can find him on Fiverr. Um, but Instagram is the best way to get a hold of him, and he'll do custom songs for your show, or even if it, even if you're not making it for an audience, he'll he'll do that for you there. Also, he has a really fun and weird uh, math rock um, band that he's in Sweet. called The Standby, and they're really cool. And um, we connected over Coheed and Cambria, which is like a prog rock, and math rock is like more nerdy prog rock and uh, they're just a really fun band and I like listening to them so I definitely would suggest checking out their album too that all being said music side here we are guys we're back to uh, talk back. about our first we're back. love we're back. We're back. Yeah. Wow. Des Moines and Dragon season one um, so just round the table a anyone can answer that feels like answering what was the process like from beginning to end? Like, what did it feel like to 
No, let's start at the beginning. What did it feel like when I first asked you to do this? I don't remember. <laughs> You're doing great, babe. Yeah. Great. No, I remember, the first thing <laughs> that I remember content. is, and I barely remember this, it took me a while to remember, <clears throat> but you and I had a conversation at uh, the, the basement. basement bar of the Des Moines Social Club. Yep. Which is no longer... Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, it's a well. zombie now. And... <laughs> Uh, we were standing by the stage, and I had a conversation. Uh, I think I've talked about this before. That I was watching like Neon Genesis Evangelion, which has an ending to the series, which leaves you feeling you don't know how to feel. And I like art that does that. And that was the basic conversation. It was like, what if we went through a hero story and then threw the full fucking book at them and then said, deal with it? And what? how would the humans choose to react to that? So we had that conversation, and then a little while later... You took that rather seriously. I was like, Paul, you do so much Dungeons and Dragons stuff. You should do a podcast. And you're like, hey, yeah, I should do that. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, at some point you asked me. I don't remember. Yeah, I asked you, Charity, and um, at the time, no, I asked you, Aaron, and Jess, I think, yeah. to do it. Yes. Jess, Jessica Elwell, who mm-hmm. was in Chowdown with me and Tim. Right. Um, she was interested but was moving to Chicago shortly yes. after we were going to start. Mm-hmm. So she suggested Charity was another. Uh, I suggested Charity. Just, the, I want that credit. Okay. Aww. But I think I think Jess vouched for her is what I remember. Nope. Cool. So <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> so uh, Jesse was like, "Fuck that bitch." So we started out with that uh, foursome, and the initial kind of setup of the show was it was going to be oh. us four, yeah. and then we would bring in a guest every yeah. few episodes to like I don't know add a different texture or. Um, There's so many people in our improv community that we wanted to get involved in this project because we knew Mm -hmm. they had the chops to improvise a story. Right. This is the hard part about doing this is that it's it's, uh, as much knowing the rules, and I would say less knowing the rules, but it's more being able to tell a story and create an engaging thing to listen for people to listen to. And we were specifically looking at this project with the angle of having improvisers play Dungeons & Dragons. We felt like that extra skill is something that hasn't been uniquely or expressly represented in Dungeons and Dragons shows, other podcasts, um, and making that a featured element of the show. Yeah, so so we, we set out with that sort of intention and um, the first uh, the the first uh, few games that we played together, uh, the setup was that I had told you guys that there was a potion shop that had gotten robbed mm-hmm. and that you were sent to investigate. Some very obvious clues were left, sent you into a sewer where kind of the first part of the occult part of the game comes yeah. up um, and something that ended up being a really, like, part of the end of the game. Yeah. Um, Charity, you'd never played D&D before, and we kind of, mm-hmm. we talked about that in yeah. our other session Sesh. to the, the Tim and Charity player characters episode. So yeah. listen to that for more context there. But um, what was it like for you specifically playing a female character um, and I kind of, I think I told you early on that I wanted <coughs> some of the focus to be Ornella as the protagonist, because I think female protagonists in media is a little underrepresented, sure. underrepresented. Yeah. What did, what were your thoughts in making Ornella? Like, what was her, does, did you look at someone in particular to come up with her concept or was it just sort of fly by the seat of your pants? Um, yeah, I definitely, I kind of took what I knew about like female fantasy characters 
just like generally and kind of sprinkled those details into her. Um, but I really, uh, I think, and I think that's what was so much fun for me about playing Ronella is that Ornella and Charity discovered things about each other as we went along. Yeah. And sometimes we would be playing and something would come out of my mouth and I was like, oh, that's how we feel. <laughs> all right. Well, here we are. I think all, I, I really, and I'm going to speak for everyone. Okay. Uh, but I think everyone had moments like that during oh, the yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's what yeah. part of this medium is about. And, oh, yeah. Um, for sure. Um, for sure. I'm going to fast sure. forward through some stuff because I want to make sure we get time uh, to get everyone at the table participating. But I just want to cover like the first parts of the show. Yeah. yeah. So um, go into the sewer, run into this uh, eyeball cult. That I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Yeah, you really didn't know how to oh play. Oh my god, not at all. I told you to read the rules, and you did. I did not. <laughs> I did not. You didn't. Uh, That's okay. I didn't get a player's handbook until like episode five. Oh so. yeah. I still don't think I have one. <laughs> I don't think you do either. I think I bought one maybe on like D and or D and D Beyond. Yeah, oh, the yeah, yeah, digital yeah, yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you you're definitely... usually using your phone, but like way before that, I downloaded a. PDF, right, right. You know mm-hmm. that never worked. Torrent file. No, it was really hard to work. Yeah, <laughs> I read, I read about a fighter. Yeah, well, that was it. Well, and the the things we started with were those um, pre-generated character sheets. Right. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I gave so I gave the three of them. We just picked from a pile. We didn't really make any. Choices. I didn't even get that choice. Paul said, "This is you." Oh yeah. I mean, I, I did ask you if you wanted to make your own characters, I think, but I feel like everyone was yeah, you, you were relatively inexperienced. Yeah, and yeah, like it, yeah, yeah. I could yeah have, sometimes that's better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just making decisions for people is Absolutely. easier. Especially It was dummies. a gift. You were giving us a gift. Yeah. We call it an improv. Yeah. So so you take your this motley crew of characters, plunge <laughs> into the sewers, um, yeah. eradicate this cult. Turns out... I'm Tommy Lee. Vesivis. Uh, um, Harbeck does some... I mean, you you really explored a lot of who Harbeck oh. was in those first few episodes. Yeah. Well, like, and I, Harbeck changed. Yeah. And I, you see that in almost any show. Like, a character starts Hopefully. out a certain way. Yeah. And, like, that really changes and evolves mm-hmm. as the show goes well, on. We all yeah. did. I changed and evolved, you know? Yeah. My accent changed and evolved. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I had the benefit of, um, you and I had played a session in my apartment. And with some people, yep. and that was my first real time playing. And I'm the kind of nerd that like will read up on it a lot and figure out and like imagine how it would work before I ever play it. Mm-hmm. So I was able to visualize a lot of stuff that I wanted to try in that session, and I think it worked out okay. So I think it was <laughs> a, it it did work out okay. <laughs> and we see, uh, you know, the if you go back and and re listen to stuff. Um, not only is it cool to see the equipment get or listen and yeah. the to the equipment get better, yeah. but also like our own ability to um, spotlight individuals and create moments. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, give gifts like it, that mm. is excellent. Definitely, yeah. and like um, directing and editing. Um, yeah, not just like um, that was way slower at first. But yeah, once you guys felt it and like began to take creative license over things, it was really cool to as the DM have like an outline of something and then have someone fill it in yeah, and yeah. it turns into something that I could have never have thought that's what it would be. Yeah. Um, skipping ahead. So we go to the cult in the woods. Yes. So you guys are hired. This was our first attempt to bring in a guest. 
Um, <laughs> someone, I don't even know who, where this person is anymore, but uh, I don't know either. Robert Britton. If um, you're listening. If you're listening. We uh, fucking love you, man. Yeah. It was cool to hang out with you. I don't know where you are. Uh, Robert came in as a bard. He was so funny. He was yeah. so much fun to play with. And he'd had some experience before with stuff and knew kind of how things worked with the game. Yeah, definitely. He was way more experienced than the players he at was that point. Throwing some things out there, I think, you know, and like uh, kind of showing us <clears throat> the ropes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, one of the Robert episodes is where we have the seven minutes of solid ass jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, and I think that was still when we were trying to find our form for the show. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I think now it's so much more conversational that the jokes are sort of natural, whereas before they were like these we're tags and jokes. runs. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, it felt more like we were working for them yeah. than mm-hmm. now. Definitely, where it's like it. I'm trying to think of one that immediately comes to mind from you all, but the. Um, Oh, the one the the one that I loved was Davery and Ornella trying to walk past each other, <laughs> yeah. and then Jason and Tim. Well, excuse me, Harbeck and Orzok immediately jumping on that and like being the audience yeah. and like, why can't they figure this out? Right. Yeah. Was so clever and calling it out. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely the fun challenge of that kind of bit is like, how can we put ourselves in that same situation again and run into the same issues? Yep. Like it should be solved by now, but <laughs> right. somehow we reinvent it a little. I still don't think it is. It's still a problem. Yeah. But <clears throat> the, the both of uh, Jason and Tim <clears throat> as actors willing to like forego some of the serious nature of maybe the scene sure. and then like <laughs> buying into the joke yeah is i think that's when you look at kind of the marvel movies or those pulpy actiony movies yeah right they do that on purpose it's a little level yeah. of self-awareness yeah not taking it yep. too seriously no that is one of my absolute favorite things about playing with these two uh is their their absolute perfect ability to know when it should be, when there should be comic relief and when to sit in the seriousness of the moment. When, when to fart and when not to. When to (laughs) fart and when to not. That'll be the chapter. For real, I think Jason and Tim, that's like their strength as cast members. Definitely. Like finding those moments to, finding the moments of real drama, but also like, okay, it's been really heavy for like 10 minutes. (laughs) But we have to keep yeah. going. Yeah. You know, yeah. the song has to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm used huh. not to compare us to Marvel. We're certainly not like a John Favreau right. Marvel Studios well. level. Um, I'll say that. I'd say that. But what's it going to do? I think that's. <laughs> we're not saying we are Marvel. <laughs> well, we're but saying we're better. That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. So being that we're better than them, yeah. you can look to the show and you can find moments. I think there are moments in every single episode where you are sad happy yeah. and laughing like in an episode i think that's oh, yeah. that show was and was I a strength of that show i think that's um big part of fantasy in the genre is mm-hmm. those are yeah. you have access to all those emotions for those characters and like the context can be provided for any of those emotions because that context changes all the time yeah mm-hmm. so you can you get that whole gamut versus like the show we're doing right now where you know you can try a little bit but it's always just got that background radiation of mm-hmm. oh fuck <laughs> right i think yeah. every every yeah, yeah, show yeah. you have to find that balance and i think like really up until the last episode we recorded we were still trying to figure out sure. that show yeah and it's always you're always trying to 
learn and discover things about the show to yeah. find where the well, yeah. How boring would it be if you knew everything? You right, knew how exactly. Well That's what makes it so cool. It's the part of the improvising, give yeah. and take. So, mm-hmm. um, scooting further ahead, scoop, the scoop, scoop. the group stumbles upon uh, Barnabas Rigsby, who is a gnome fur trader in mm-hmm. the woods. Um, you guys spend the night with him. That's, I believe, the night of the ass joke. Um, <laughs> the morning of the ass joke. Morning of the yeah. ass joke. <laughs> yes, yes. it's his ass. It's, it's his ass, yeah. and we were trying to leave. Yeah, We were trying to get donkey. past his ass, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, fur trader Barnabas gives you clues about this, this village in the middle of nowhere. Yes. I very much set the village up to feel like the village from the movie oh, The Village. Uh, just yeah. before that, we were in the woods heading to Old Man Barnabas, and we encountered the owl bear. Yes, the owl bear. Oh, yeah, that's the quote on that yeah. intro, I believe, from yes, that. Yes, yes. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah, still yeah, wasn't yeah. sure how, um, as a DM, how deadly things could be. So owl bears definitely could have killed, an oh, yeah. owl bear could have killed all of you. And that was great. I mean, if you're starting out a story and you're trying to set stakes, like uh, introducing that element of danger, but then being able to pull back as the DM, just giving the listeners and the players a little taste. I thought yeah. that was a great way to like, Here's a little pressure. Yep. We'll build up from that, but there's a little bit for you. Especially with new people, right? Yeah. You don't want to, like, d- you, you... And you did let us handle a situation. We could have tried to fight that owlbear. I was I was really on the fence about, okay, how likely is it that uh-huh. they would... It's a little test. Animal handling this owlbear <laughs> for it to not murder them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, handling. I think in this case, a softer hand is better because I think they know, yeah. they learned the lesson, but I don't want to punish them and make it un... Fun. Sure, and I loved that, that you were teaching us lessons the whole time. Yep, it was always lesson learning. Um, we eventually get to the village, um, Barrow. Oh, village. And we, we first meet Gary. Oh my God, mm. yeah, I'm missing, yeah. so Gary the Minotaur. I'm following along in my notes here. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Um, so Gary the Minotaur becomes uh, more important uh, later on, but mm. he was the first uh, like non human like monster race yeah. npc that the party runs it was like into. another um test for us mm-hmm. like how you're going to handle this situation yeah. right you're presented with danger that's one test now you're presented with uh option to save someone or to not right and and as a dm a good strategy is give your players options there's ways to fight your way out of a situation and to not fight your way out of a situation i think of games like mass effect and baldur's gate and other like computer <clears throat> RPGs where mm-hmm. you kind of have this very like okay you can do it like the stealth way or the yeah right you know, real options command options real Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando way <laughs> yeah. so yeah we pretty quickly find out our alignment by those two tests um, yeah so Gary turns out to be a really nice guy you guys set yeah. him free he goes he goes out his own to be with his people um, and then you make it to Barrow. Mm-hmm. The weird village with the people in the chapel that are praying. I believe yeah. that's the end of episode two. The family lodge. Mm-hmm. The family lodge, yeah. I really, uh, I think this episode was done right around when I was watching a lot of Mindhunter. Oh, yeah. And I, I was uh, getting really, you can trace a lot of, what is Paul's ingestion of pop culture by like the game? <laughs> mm-hmm. So this was when I was really interested in like the Jonestown um, <laughs> Massacre and yeah. mass suicide, like yeah. the, the idea of a suicide cult and yeah. mm-hmm. you know groups of individuals coming together for a, a common purpose that's totally weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we get our first crab preacher, which was entirely made because I couldn't come up with a cooler name than crab preacher. Yep. 
And I think in the mo- if I had the monster manual with me, I could I could show you what that monster stat block is, but I don't remember. Mm. I think it's an ankeg, A N H K E G, but man. Could have called it a shellet instead of a zealot. Oh. oh ouch. But this is before Jason's time, wasn't there for these oh, puns. These yeah. yeah. foundational yeah. puns. Mm-hmm. It hurts. We had to do a lot of learning before <laughs> oh, we got to Jason. Oh, <laughs> so uh this starting episode three was combat with the uh, crab preacher. The first time that I have a monster stick something into Charity's mouth, not the last time. I wrote, I wrote that down. Yeah. I, that's like one of my only notes from that episode. I just tongue wrote damage. down tongue damage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was a good joke that we thought was really funny. It was tongue damage. <laughs> I'm sure we laughed. I'm sure we did too. I'm sure my wife was sitting on the couch in the in the living room. Yeah. Just yep. Eyes rolling through her skull. Crab preacher is killed. The villagers. Do you guys end up killing? Do you end up killing the villagers, or do Um, you let them go? We killed the crab guy. No, we let them go. And the townspeople passed out. Yeah, we we tied them up, and we put them in one house. Yeah, and we left someone in charge to watch them. But then I think that backfired. Oh, we yeah, set a we lot go. of stuff on fire. Yep. Yeah. You set a lot of buildings on fire. Yeah. You found this little pyramid object in one of the rooms mm-hmm. of Smashed the houses. It. Smashed it. Also uh, you know about? found this hidden room in one of the houses with this yes. eventually reoccurring method of mm-hmm. long-distance communication, the mirror. The mirror. Yeah, the first introduction to our BBEG. Yeah. and I'm, Yeah, didn't we meet Toyd? Yeah. 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 It's your first conversation with him. And he we, doesn't think you're very threatening, so he just sends his dragon rider out to right. take care of you. <clears throat> and we didn't know his name, but I very cleverly looked in the front of the book for the first signer and got the name, and then I wrote it down, and I was like, very good, Tim. Mm-hmm. This confessions <laughs> book. This book was, yeah. you were supposed to confess... An unknowable truth. Unknowable truth. Which was yeah. a fun, I, I think I found that on the internet. It was just like a fun like puzzle, simple puzzle for mm. characters to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Varentoid threatens to murder you all, um, but he doesn't think you're very threatening, so he tends to, he just kind of ignores you. Right. Sends his dragon rider out there to take care of business. Um, at that point, Raban, who is Robert's character, offers himself in place of you um, to as a member of the Order of Hell Scribes, which is like mm-hmm. a secret... Uh, demon hunting cult. Yeah. He uh, uh, is wanted by Toyd for other reasons and is taken, and then you were left to sadly walk home. It was a cool hook, the whole thing. That dragon showing up, the introduction of the spooky bad guy. Spooky bad guy. Spooky bad guy. It was a really, all of it was like, okay, I can't wait for the next session. Yeah. So that, that was, uh, we recorded that in September, and then we we found out that, um, Aaron was no longer going to be able to do the show, and so we did not. We were not able to meet again until like November, mm-hmm. um, like the week before Thanksgiving. We all got together and recorded the Sandwich Estate episode, mm-hmm. the party, the party, the party episode, which is um, one of my. Um, I don't have many episodes that are my favorites that don't have Jason. This is one of them that does not have Jason. Um, yeah, this episode was so goofy and like. <laughs> It really sticks out in my memory. Me too. It was, it was so different um, from many of the other like episodes that we did. Uh, for the same in the same way, it reminds me a lot of like 
the cool moments in like the Barabundi village where mm-hmm. it's just like the interaction with NPCs. Yeah. Um, it all, it, it was so like fluid, I feel like. And, and that is surprising because I was like, I was like, this is it. This is over. We're not, I was like, we were not going to be able to come back from this. We won't be able to find somebody. We won't be able to meet regularly. I was like, fuck it. Uh, and then I felt that way. And then we got together and we recorded this episode and I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's fucking find out. <laughs> and, and I feel like I let, I let it go a little bit mm-hmm. and, uh, we did it. Yeah. Episode and four was, was wild. That was a really funny episode. Um, and, uh, that was the episode where I really uh, saw characters uh, make suboptimal choices for yes. the sake of a cool narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, specifically where Tim was assigned to watch a door, mm-hmm. was presented with an object that his character would desire, and immediately was not watching the door. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that was so great, right? Because you could have metagamed it and be like, and, and could have made it harder for me to do this, but instead you. Which ended up being a great <laughs> character choice, I think. Right. Yeah. Playing the character and playing the character to the top of my intelligence and or to the character's intelligence. And I I mean, yeah, like how boring would it have been if we like sat and stalled and we had to push back and forth on this clearly a, a plot point to advance right. the story. Sure. Why would I you know? I mean right. there's there's a, a portion of that that's due. I can't just completely roll over and I kinda did, but like I considered it for a moment and then gave it up. I yeah. think but I think it was very in character and yeah. even if you felt like you rolled over, I think it was earned. I still think it was I hope so. Yeah, I I because like so. I, I was thinking in the back of my mind, like observing those character choices, like what do I want to see happen? What would be the most fun thing to do? And it's for Harbeck to just completely step in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You bungled it. You know, and it's like a Scooby-Doo yes. episode. You set up the whole trap, and then you, you completely fuck up the trap. <laughs> but, like, it might work out somehow in the end. Right. 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 Yep. That's so, the episode where we met Davery. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. a to- Like, a stupid name for a stupid character that and had no... it came no- out Davery. <laughs> yeah, because yes. I had no idea. <laughs> what is your name? And that's your... The ultimate trap as a DM is when it... Yeah, when you have to just come up with when a fucking yeah. name on the spot. Right, yeah. when a player asks you for yeah. a completely unimportant person that was a side thing to yeah. a side thing. Hey, what's their name? And you're like... Mm. From side piece to slam piece. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> the Davery story. Can we put that on a t-shirt, please? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, from side piece to slam piece. I'm sure people definitely want to wear that on their bodies. Oh my god. Um, So I want to read something really quick from my notes. Um, This was the letter that Master Sambridge got. Master Sambridge, you are to excuse yourself from the party prior to the queen's introduction. Head to the kitchen and walk towards the larder. There is a door that leads to a balcony. If anyone asks, you need a breath of fresh air. You are to unlock this door, then leave, do this, and your safety will be assured. And we got that note, and we knew something was <clears throat> fucked up about it. Right? Like, we, we, we <coughs> talked about, I think, in character, like, well, this isn't right. <laughs> Something's amiss a here. So... Um, and then I have notes below that. So Varentoid wants to ensure that the kingdom is in chaos, difficult for the guild and the queen's guard to leave if the city is in riots. Master Sambridge is in on it and wants to see the place ruined, perhaps. 
what better way to get rid of the meddling players than to get them involved in a dinner they weren't invited to in the first place. Yeah. Um, so you guys end up like basically acting as secure, like trying to stop this possible assassination mm-hmm. that you maybe I think initially think is for the queen. Yeah. Yep. Ends up being for the prince. Yep. Yep. During the ball. And uh, during all that, too, we get a really great snapshot of the world. And, like, we were talking to a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, Hobie Treefell. Hobie Treefell. Hobie Treefell. The Trump analog. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we're talking to him and figuring out more about what's happening in the world around and the politics. And that, yeah, that was such a, to me, that was such a visual episode. It made it feel much more um, full and alive. Yes, and definitely. You could hear the string fancy, noble fancy music for dancing. You could see. <laughs> The party and the gowns and the food. I only the... skipped over uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh my God! The, yeah, yes, the Taylor, the Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't know who with was... his quick thread. Was that me? That was, was that mine? entirely you. Yeah, that was all you. <laughs> no one baby. else can no take one credit else. for that. That's or you. Should. Thanks. Yep. Or should. <laughs> That's mean. Um, <laughs> so. The episode ends with the party uh, chasing an assassin who ends up uh, murdering the prince with a poisoned blade. Shit was Ooh. fucked up. Uh, Shit was fucked. Chasing the uh, assassin out the window, uh, to eventually the to the stables, to the streets, mm-hmm. and into the streets where he's where they're both captured, and he accuses you all of being in on it. And yeah. then he is summarily executed by a guard. Um, and then we find Master Sambridge. Ooh. The plot Daddy. thickens. Daddy-o. Uh, um, he confirms the statement from the assassin that you all were involved in a plot to kill the mm-hmm. prince. So immediately taken in and hauled off to jail jail Yeah. Yeah, big time. Being falsely accused. One of the worst feelings. Sure. Definitely. Terrible feeling because we we, we want to be good guys and, and we're being accused of what the bad guys are doing. Father. Right. Can't be trusted. It yeah. limits your resources, your yeah, access. Yeah, we we're guild members. We, yeah. we couldn't have that on our backs. Yeah. So you are sent to the aptly named Morsank prison, mm-hmm. named after Shawshank, which Morsank. I had watched that day when I was doing this work <laughs> uh, for the show. Um, prior to this episode, I was. We were, were at offline having talks as casts about do we want to bring someone else in? Do we like just having two people? And I think you guys wanted you guys wanted one more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had kind of gotten used to the threesome feel. <laughs> you just have so many more possibilities of permutations for mm-hmm. scenes. So yeah, the the three person setup we decided was ideal. And at the time, uh, I, and still to this day, Jason and I have a every other Thursday night uh, sesh, RPG sesh, um, that has been going on now for five years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That's nuts. It is nuts. It was We've, back in your old house, too. Your dining, on your dining room table. That's right. Adam's ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How many, Holy shit. How many sessions would you estimate that comes out to? Oh, like six. <laughs> yeah. I can't meet today. Yeah. I can't meet this No, week. I mean, it's... We've it, had years where there are better and, and worse. F- yeah, ebbs and flows a bit. But, I mean, 
Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know. What's that like? Twenty. You know, I fifty-two weeks in a year. Right. And every other, it's twenty-six times five. Right. Maximum so, one hundred and thirty. I'm Whoa. I'm betting we've probably done between seventy-five and a hundred. That's great. Is my Whoa. guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and all, we've played and all sorts of games, different too. Games, yeah. yeah, all sorts of games. We've had Paul predominantly ran most of them, but then we had a couple of people step up, and then now I'm running one of the the game yeah. that's currently that's going. That's so fun. Jason's a sick DM. I'm hoping at some point we get to play. Like I get to be a player with you guys, and Jason gets to be the DM. Yeah, yeah. would be really fucking cool. Not, I know the system I would do. Yeah. So don't not spoil to change it. the subject, but I think that Tedford should oh, also oops. DM a game. Yeah. Tedford should 100% well, DM a Well, and I think we should just do game. a big crossover with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be cool. If What if we had both casts all at the same time? Yeah. Oh, and my dual God. dual DMs. Whoa. Jesus. Never oh, mind. Yeah. I'm How wet. Let's work? do it. Not good. It would oh, be a lot. All right. All right. Fuck you your like idea. Two DMs, <laughs> like a two drummer band. Like the <laughs> Katianagi twins from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, two yes. DJs. <laughs> It's my favorite movie of all time, Paul. Quit looking at me like that. I know. I first met Jason, I think, at a Chowdown show, and he had longer hair, and came up after the show and introduced himself. And you're like, "This is my friend Jason. He's really cool. He's in bands and stuff." I think that's how I introduce everyone to Jason. Is this is my friend Jason? He's really cool, yeah. and he's in bands. Shit. Yeah, and I think yeah. you said that oh, every shit. time up yeah. to him being in the session. Like you guys will like him. He's really cool. Yeah, because he's but he is. We did, but we. I got to spend time with you and Charity for I don't know a couple hours at five one five, and it was like that's let's where... talk about what's going to happen and stuff. And we and, and you were so intense. You were so intense about it right away. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't know what I've gotten myself into. Intense? But I love it. Yeah. Like, how do you mean? Like you camping. were like, we were like, Paul and I were like. <laughs> yeah, nice. Paul, Tim, now I'm <laughs> yeah, fucking you all. Bad pun. The bad pun, I immediately went to Paul. That's bullshit. Can we talk about how that's not right? No? All right. Um, Why do you think Jason was no, intense? No, so we, uh, so Paul and I Explain yourself. had. Explain. Yeah. We rode together. I demand and, and to face time... my accuser. <laughs> <laughs> Look where we are now, baby. Right. We got a whole podcast. I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's pretty intense. Like camping. God. Okay. Funny. <laughs> Sorry. What if we never move on? <laughs> <laughs> we won't. So Paul and I brought you in, and yeah. we presented to you a problem, and instead of like. Well, you could do this, or you could do this, or you could do... You were like, nope, this is what we're going to do. Fuck everything else. This is the course. It's going to take this long. We're going to do this here. We're going to do this here. We're going to put this together. Okay, go. And we were like, okay. It can be that easy. We don't have to, like, hem and haw. Yeah, we could hem and haw in this, um, you know, creative, like, void. Or, you you know, someone who's got an idea, got a vision, and can make choices and explain it to the group. It's like, why wouldn't uh, we just do that? That's the, the stronger <laughs> thing. Because it's not like that him make, it's not like Jason making choices inhibited any of the choices that we could right. made. No. It didn't we just not needed someone anyone. to make a choice. And I feel like that happens in creative groups where everyone's kind of too timid <laughs> or like afraid to yeah. like put ink on the canvas yeah. first. Exactly. And you were not. Which is it's great. It's a fault. <laughs> no, but it was great. It, it fucking it saved out. us, I no, feel like. the show like. needed it. For yeah. sure. And I think it, it like that kind of became part of Orzok's character, I think, uh, over time. The decision maker. Well Well he I mean <laughs> it's no, lead sure. guitar. You're you're the lead guitar. Yeah. Uh, you know, and not everyone can be the lead guitar. 
and Orzok would make decisions in a way that you want a leader to make want a decision. Want him to fucking shred. Yeah. You want him to make a decision and hold to that decision. And it is the right decision yeah. because it is. Yeah. Which is right, you know, right in line with his character because, yeah, it, maybe he's not right and would suffer consequences for it. But then he gets to suffer the consequences. But it's important fairly. that Orzok believes that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like yeah, how I we're mean, talking about you. Like, so we're in, we're well, in Horse Tank and, and Jason shows up. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I, if I can like step back for a minute, because Paul came to me originally. Mm-hmm. The original concept, and I think you had even talked to me about it before there was this possibility that the, the group was having to determine whether or not we would, the group was going to continue or not. You'd come to me and said, hey, I want you to play F Session. You're, the group's going to be in this prison. And I want you to play a criminal. Yeah, because at the time we were kind of working off the model of just having guests still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I was consigned to play a criminal. And actually, I was going to probably play a person that was going to ultimately try to fuck the group over and maybe try to take some people out. Which is great. Which is great for me and Charity. It's it's exactly where we should be in our characters. We don't know. You got to, it's like, who do you trust? Why do you trust them? Yeah, we're in fucking. Prison. Do you get in bed with your enemy to make your way out or what? So mm-hmm. that's where it came. That's what it started. So we, the the original character I had was <laughs> way more brutal. Oh yeah, but he was always going to be a half orc, and he was always going to be kind of this um, kind of I, I. Orzak changed over time, which mm-hmm. is what you want want to have happen. But I the the presiding factor behind him, I always wanted it was force of nature. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to be a force of nature in the way he related yeah. to people. When you say that, that like puts into context so many decisions that you yeah. made as a character. It's right. really cool to hear that because I totally. That makes so yeah. much sense. In it's, my mind, it's like I picture a weathered cliff face. You know, <laughs> that's good. I picture like um, what's the uh, the the thing getting built with uh, being getting blown out of the rock. With oh, the crazy American. horse. Crazy, crazy horse. horse. Yeah. I picture crazy horse with like a stark sunset and a harsh breeze. That's a good visual, mm. man. Stone weathered man. Yeah, but Aww. but that's kind of like the idea was he was going to be a force of nature originally and he was going to be a force of nature of destruction. And anyway, so it ended nature up being maybe. being this thing where we were going to have the opportunity to maybe play more. So I kind of was like, all right, well, let's make it so that he's going to help them get out. And then... We just kind of ran with the sesh, and uh, the I think Paul, I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I yep. think you wanted to take that opportunity where the group was at its lowest at that point and show them how dangerous, yeah, the world and the game could actually be because. I think you ratcheted up the difficulty level on some of the stuff immediately in that episode because I was a little more seasoned and kind of knew how to play the system. Yeah. I was also playing a barbarian, so there was an opportunity for somebody who could take some damage and dish out, dish out some damage. But when we fucking fought that... The basilisk? His, 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 no, it was Gorg. Oh, yeah. Or Borg or Gorg? He <laughs> yeah. was, Borg, Norg, was Torg, and Lorg. Lorg. And remember how we did this thing where we were like, who and hates who? Davery was a stupid name. And we were like, who hates who? Yeah. And so we engineered it that we we set up rumors that each one of them that hated each other yeah. was going to gun and we for them. And we made a fucking bloodbath. We, we started a bloodbath, but that guy came out and he was wielding a fucking mine cart on a chain like yeah. a flail. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. <laughs> it was awesome. And then, But we also were introduced into the, the treacherous uh, Avon Brinsdale. Uh-huh. Yeah. Avon or Avon, Avon Brinsdale, Avon. Who, who basically fucked me over. <laughs> And the yeah anyway yeah that was a that was cool um uh, I was really 
As soon as that episode was done, I was fucking hooked. Yeah. Yeah. You guys definitely. sank the hook so deep. Oh, great. There was no, you wouldn't have been able to get rid of me even if you wanted to. <laughs> I that, think for us, we did feel that um, difficulty ratcheting up. I yeah, mean, for right? sure. Because we knew that, like, we knew um, Jason and Paul's relationship, that they had played a lot together, yeah. that Jason was very experienced, yeah. and that we were going to prison, and that meant that we would be in an environment where everybody wants to kick our ass. Yeah. And we had gone we through a few sessions, so now it was time to graduate to the next difficulty level. Yeah. And like you were saying, it was perfect that we were able to, like, operate with the world and the politics to engineer yeah. social disorder. And that's sort of the theme of the whole thing that we get to play with these. This is like a little microcosm, little uh, home experiment of what you could do. And then, and then you kind of extrapolate that metaphor to the rest of the world. That like, yeah, we're all kind of trapped in this prison right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. it's like, why solve something in a black and white manner? Yeah. yeah I, that's never interesting to me no. in a D&D game or any game for that matter. So it's like, we really role played. But the other thing, we yeah, right, we really role played, but we also, I mean, if you think about it, three people trying to escape this place, that's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. So you have to try to play it in a way that you as a person, yeah, whether you're supernatural or not, you want right. to survive. That's the most yeah. that's the most fun play, right? right? Like when you're kid on the playground and um, you know, you like pretend shoot one of your friends and all of a sudden they got a fucking invisible shield. Yeah. Like that sucks, you know? And so the most fun is, like, taking the stakes <laughs> as seriously as possible yeah. and still figuring it out. Right. The reward of that, so much better. Yeah. I remember, though, you guys, we fucking killed that guy who loved his his, oh his guard God. friends. We Romeo, Romeo and Juliet That was so fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. I literally, yeah, I, remember I have Jason in my notes. really sad, and Tim and I were like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally have in my notes, episode five, Escape from Morsank. I have four notes. Recovered all gear and armory. Find a really gnarly greatsword. Give to Barbarian. Yeah. Killed yeah. a guard named Craig. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Poor Craig. Why Craig? Because <laughs> I'm terrible at names. I love it. And then lastly, Davery was sent word to pick them up. Yeah. Yep. So Ornella, like, immediately upon escape, sent a raven, a magic bird that knew where Davery was. Yeah. <laughs> Who let's, Davery was. Let's not explain how that worked, because no, that's not, not important. And every session felt like it's part of an ongoing thing. Like, we right. resolve something in that episode, but there's still the yeah. hook for the next yeah, session. Yeah, arc overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that really felt like a... I wanted the show to be like an HBO drama right. where it was like an hour long HBO. It's like an hour long or an hour and a half long episode yeah. that really has a a beginning, middle, and end. At least the good shows do. Some shows yeah. don't, and they suck. But they suck. The best the best episodes of Game of Thrones were where there was a conflict at the beginning that was either resolved or made more complicated by the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that carried into the next. And yeah. it's like this engine that it you're changed, constantly feeding yeah. into. Um, yeah, yeah, Paul's saying we're also better than Game of Thrones. So yeah. well, that's an easy. We're better than so. Marvel. We're better than Game of Thrones. Easy. I will make yeah. that proof in the. Yeah. I'll say that any day. Check yeah. the pudding, yo. Yeah, check, that check it. Check that pud. <laughs> oh. Check the pud. That's a shirt. Check that go. pud. It's a brown shirt. <laughs> so what happened next? <laughs> so uh, you escape from Morsank by using some, um, you know. Plants this that I, I have written escaped prison, sitting around fire. I have sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that where you were? Yeah. Okay. I think this is where the game we start. I started introducing flashbacks and dreams mm-hmm. as like right. a storytelling device was around this part of the game. Because again, I think 
after that episode, Jason, it felt so like, okay, everyone is here. We're all, we're all in it. Let's, let's make everything as ridiculous as possible. Yeah, we turned turn it up. every knob all the way to mm-hmm. 11. 11. Nice. <laughs> we gripped. We ripped. ripped. Nice. Yeah. When did that start? When did as we start gripping Jason and ripping? Here. Yeah, I brought that. I apologize. <laughs> Don't. Nothing to apologize for. It's so. excellent. Episode six was the aftermath of the escape. Um, I just I have it noted the woods and an old friend is how oh, I have yeah. Gary marked yeah. as oh. episode six. Oh, so yeah. dude, I was gonna fuck Gary up. <laughs> yeah. Which I was makes not taking his that was shit. such good tension. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. cool yeah. to introduce a NPC that that Charity and or excuse me Ornella and Harbeck knew, but Orzok didn't know. And yeah. then you you have this weird like yeah. setup where you have players that are advocating for your NPCs. Mm-hmm. It's like when you worth. try and introduce two different friend groups. Totally. Yep. And they hate each other because yeah. <laughs> they're both alpha. Bryce yeah. is not a dick, I swear. Chad, calm down about Bryce. <laughs> no, but fucking... <laughs> he said he doesn't like Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> but the Sempers are a good band. <laughs> and then they come together when they fo- both realize that they fucked Britney. Yeah, yeah. And really like Wilco. Yeah. And the Wilco <laughs> you bonded over was fucking shit up. Wilco was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, that's right. So... <laughs> So episode six, we meet, uh, we return to meet Gary, mm-hmm. who is shepherding gnomes. Uh, part of what has happened in the background of the world up to this point is that things, the social fabric is starting to break down, which is so great that we're talking about this today, March uh, 14th. 14th, 2020. <clears throat> um, in our fantasy world, social fabric is starting to break down. There were assassinations that were happening in the capital. There was uh, restlessness and upheaval. <clears throat> Um, all of the sudden, the orcs that ORX that the kingdom has been fighting for quite some time have mysteriously vanished, and like the the, the war has o- declared over, which is so strange. Yeah, because um, it was like at its peak. A lot yeah. of changes when you're on the inside. Yeah. yeah. So and and this does take place like several weeks after. Um, yeah. After the events of the... Probably six or seven, because it took us quite a while to get up to the prison. It felt mm-hmm. like we were in prison for so long, but it yeah. was two episodes? Yeah. One. One, one episode? Yeah. Jesus. We I was surprised that we resolved like, it in one yeah. episode, but yeah. it flowed. It we was were one in of those prison things, for like two days. Yeah. I felt like I could have DM hacked reasons for you to stay, but uh, again, like I was really trying to listen to what you guys were doing, and like, man, this riot thing... That has to be the climax. Yeah. That has to. Yeah. Right? That's such a well, fucking good And you idea. think about it, dude, to be honest, the if you weren't immediately trying to find a way out, you were going to die there. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, definitely. every minute spent there longer would have been a closer minute to death. And it's like, so we had to get put it on rails. and Yeah. But I also oh, kind of yeah. like that Orzak was waiting for a moment with some people that actually could have put this shit together and pulled it off. Like, everybody in there was fucking dumb or, you know... Mm-hmm. We're so involved in the survival mechanics and right. politics of living in this shithole yep. that Flint it was like, steel. yeah, yep. it was cool. So, so sorry, no, 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 no. That's all these digressions. I think no. we'll we'll wrap up episode six and then we'll start part two with episode seven. So cool. Episode six, we meet Gary again. Um, we also we're um, the gnomes that are fleeing, yeah, yeah. persecution and such. Bury the gnome, which is a, I mean, yeah, Barry Bartholomew. If you're ever gonna 
run a game or whatever, or if you're telling any kind of story, telling it through character dialogue and how they personally connect to the greater stakes is the fucking way to do it. We get all this exposition of the world, but it like has the weight of a character that we kind of care about. Yeah. Right. We just meet these gnomes, but we immediately are like, oh shit, these gnomes, we got to take care of them. Yeah. Right. Oh shit, these gnomes. And instead of (laughs) shit, instead of me expositing like the stakes of the world, I introduce characters who experience. You show it in the way they're clothes wear you show it in how they show how, up. how harried they yeah. look yeah. they're and, defeated know. yeah totes yeah not to not to jump ahead but like mm-hmm. you're good i think the seriousness of the state of the world really hit all of us is when we came back to a lol and that and the outside that, of it yeah the, the fucking refugee camp. city yeah yeah outside a lol it was like we were like oh shit. outside jury 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 yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. Yep. yeah 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 jury yeah. And Outside uh, of law was all fucked up. The oh, refugees yeah. situation. Yeah. Everyone is like trying to get out from the city center. Yeah. And I think that that... Or from the, the And at that time center. we were recording, there was a lot of stuff in the media about refugees. There mm-hmm. was, I think, or this was around the time of the Trump travel ban <clears throat> and a lot of serious talk yeah. about... Kids in cages talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was... Still it going was on. Topical, yes. but it was also something that we all had... But no longer politically expedient. Yeah. Well, we cycle. all have like this emotional connection to this conversation. Yeah. Not trying to make any sort of political statement by this show, right. like that's not—it's a reality of the world that right. people We're get displaced. Right, products of our environment. Yeah, but yeah. So the uh, Gary the Minotaur is um, okay. Found Minotaur and five gnomes. Barry and a blind one were important. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, never mind. I I'll talk about this blind offline. One. Blind one could see yeah. into the future. He had like a little bit of foresight. Oh, like action. An oracle. Yes. Yeah. Um. Traveled another day into remains of orcs prisoners who were burned. Went back and saved gnomes, but Gary the Minotaur died. That was died. cool. When I got to uh, use my right. powers to like play back the tape. Yeah, of what oh, happened. Yes, how it yes, all burned. Yes. Yeah, as a as a nature like. Yeah, that's not a power I have. You just wanted to do it. Yeah. It's totally that's, fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense for my character, I thought, in my mm-hmm. head. And I, that's why I really appreciate getting to play with Paul, because I feel like there's probably lots of examples of other tables where the DM is like, well, it's not on your sheet. You can't just do that. Right. But like, it's fucking magic, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I didn't do it to kill the end boss. Right. I did it to fucking tell a story. Yeah. We get some clues, you know, right. rather than, you know, like, enhance. I'm just using Correct. my magic. Right. It's the Zoom rule in. of cool, where it is this thing going to make the scene. Rule of cool. More yeah. cool or less cool? Well, we can really make for an interesting, you know, this would yeah. be an interesting scene in any show. And it was great because we did that, and then by how we got that information, it set this ticking clock that's like, we got to get back there right yep. now. And that mm-hmm. put so much like urgency yeah. into the play and got, got me super hooked in. And then we show up, and it's like go time. Yeah. So, so basically, you ride up on some uh, fanatics that mm-hmm. are xenophobic. And again, I mean, taking from the headlines a little bit, but these xenophobic... Some brown um, shirts. Witch some burners. MAGA hats. Yeah, some yep. straight up D&D MAGA hats that are killing um, non-human uh characters and uh intervene and uh dumpster the (laughs) you you who gets thrown at the guy on the horse i believe i yeah i believe you were thrown small and dense yes i like uh, full gallop i think yeah thrown from the horse and we we, the party is split right because i is it orzog fights yes with gary sort of have two skirmishes going and then you two fight the the, like the, the front commander line. and the wizard guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 
Gary and Orzak proceed to dumpster Which was the so guards. great, because we already set up this relationship. And so it's like, it could have just been a fight. But we know how these two heroes feel about each other going into yep. that fight. It makes it so much more fun to, to imagine. Mm-hmm. The two of them, you know, it's that Hobbs and Shaw dynamic, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> ah, I see you went to film school. The Hobbs and Shaw dynamic yes, yes, is... Yes. You were a real American cinema. Yeah. Uh, Gary is killed, unfortunately, in the ensuing combat. But this is where the, like, the storied Harbeck from downtown, like, three-point jumper shot. Some great rolling and rolling. Yeah, that was, because that was a legitimate 20. That was a legitimate roll. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't just storytelling. Yeah. I told you what the difficulty was to hit. Mm -hmm. I told you how much damage you had to do. Yep. Which... Little DM hack. Yeah. It's a great way to cr- create tension um, yeah. is to tell the players that you you have to hit this number or better yeah. Yeah. to succeed. You have to nail it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It and you do. So and it was great. fucking epic. Oh, and my then, God. It was so cool. And if I can recommend to players, like, taking that time to square up and narrate the shot instead of just, I do this move yes. and roll it. Because, like, even if you miss... It's still going to be a great miss. Right. right. Beautiful it's, you know, moment. Yeah. Give yourself that chance to have a beautiful moment where it's like you set everything up and maybe it'll pay off. So, I, I think. Had, go ahead, Charity. No, For no. that episode, during that battle, I had like tried to keep track of some shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like crossing out people who died yep, and where me we too. were. And then I just, when that happened, I scribbled everything out and just wrote eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have said that in the episode. Yeah, you maybe. got pissed. Yeah. I, I remember at the end of that episode, I was I kind of made this weird like last second decision to like show that Orzok has a lot of like like weird like emotional things that he hasn't ever. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, imagine being in this shitty prison or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I did this thing where I we got a peek in the prison. I buried I buried Gary. Yeah, you dug it up. And I. Did something also, I think, with the orcs that had been killed too, or I—I I don't remember exactly what it was, but there were two things you that I did. Claiming specific, trophies, but well, but specifically with Gary though, is I did like this reverent kind of thing for a guy who was—we didn't have any, Man. yeah, right. such great payoff in that relationship. Oh, that yeah. was such a good choice, and it was done in like two episodes. I mean, know? but that tells us so much about yeah. Orzok as a character yep. that yeah. like, and uh, something that Jason talked to me quite a bit about. Uh, prior to playing um, those sessions was that um, I want to play up this person who's been sort of um, institutionalized yeah. and is like, he's been in this place, but he's from this other place where things were this where way. Where he's a king, yeah. yeah. And I want to like reintroduce that sort of stuff to the game over time. And I'm like, oh, fucking and, yeah, perfect. Reclaiming culture and yeah, reclaiming and your humanity. Empathy and, and yeah, all that. Because it was basically slavery. You were right. made a slave, given a slave name, and then you're able to like reconnect with your people and like find your own humanity and dignity and honor and all those things. Yeah, it was cool. But I remember like just going, I'm just gonna do this at the end of that episode and it was like I was like, whoa that fucking that was It was fucking cool. rule. Awesome. Yeah, that was cool. great. It was awesome. Best decisions are made in the moment like that. So I think we're gonna we're gonna end the part one here um, at episode six. We've got um, eight more episodes to nine more episodes to go, including the finale. So uh, everyone, please please stick around. Uh, we will be right back with more player characters, the cast of Awake. Don't go anywhere. Bye.